Hi, I'm Will Hamilton from Hamilton Wealth Partners and welcome to our podcast number 60 from Insight number 101. And we've just gone through the earnings seasons in the US and it's not just lived up to expectations but exceeded them. It's been the fastest rise in over a decade and it's been spurred on by the vaccine rollout. Vaccine rollouts are also worrying markets a little bit and we know this all too well on the eastern seaboard of Australia and the need to accelerate the pace of the vaccine rollout. Otherwise, COVID-19 takes that over again as a theme in upsetting markets. Deteriorating economic news and the resilience of COVID is as much a global theme as it is a domestic one. The challenge for investors in planning asset allocation is to decide whether we've reached the peak in markets. So we've started to see, as we've talked about, a level of complacency um, and that's crept in and we keep saying be prepared for a level of volatility. Now is the time to remain disciplined with your asset allocation. And as much as markets have run and run really hard, and one thing we've also been saying is you will not repeat the returns you've seen over the last 12 months, don't panic, sell too early. And the three reasons why. Our first reason is interest rates. If investors are looking for yield, then equities are compelling. Equities are both mainstream and liquid. We remain an advocate of buying the dip if we were to see a pullback for quality liquid assets such as equities. Our second reason is inflation. There are market bears out there, especially on the inflation side, that are pointing towards systemic, not transitory inflation. Yes, your inflation rate of 5.4% represents the fastest inflation growth rate since 2008. But look below the data, that's really important. So factors like the increase in airfares, secondhand motor vehicles, that's got a lot to do with the the figures. Remove these levers and inflation looks to be more in line with rates of the past decade. Then there's the US equity market drawdown. So the key issue in the US is equity valuations, but with the P, with the E, sorry, not the P, the E, the earnings, in the PE ratio having adjusted due to strong corporate earnings, valuations are not looking as stretched as they even did a month ago. So accommodative policy settings, excess capacity and excess household savings, they're gonna support equity markets in the medium term. And we think that's really important. Another macroeconomic issue in play, especially in the minds of Australian investors, is the pandemic. We argued that inflation had taken over in the market debate as the core issue. This is the case in most developed markets where a significant percentage of the population is vaccinated and they're learning to live with the virus without the need for lockdowns. In Australia, we remain dominated by rolling lockdowns with a sharp focus on how these are going to impact our own domestic economy. Capital economics in London have repeatedly argued that the economic damage is caused by measures to curtail the spread of the virus rather than the virus itself. In other words, the damage is created by lockdowns. Their key takeaway and I quote what they say is, when we think about what living with COVID for the long term might look like, It's important to keep in mind that any return to economic norms will require the need for occasional lockdowns to become obsolete. So if you saw vaccine levels start to stall globally, we believe that though the downside will be limited. Why? Because central banks and governments, they're going to remain proactive in the stimulus that they provide. They've they've gone so far, they're not going to just pull out at this level. High levels of vaccination, living with the virus and the end of the lockdowns will see GDP returns to pre-COVID levels and support a more bullish macroeconomic environment. 
That's why we feel that we've only entered mid-cycle. So if both growth and inflation have peaked, as we suggest they have, where are we in the cycle? If an investor feels we're at the, the, the end point, they would therefore take a defensive position in their portfolio. But if it's believed we're at the midpoint, then there's further gains, especially in equity markets ahead of us. So we would argue we've entered mid-cycle. The speed of the cycle is quicker though than we've experienced for some time. We've been and remain concerned over complacency and expectations. Don't get me wrong on that. We've been uh, talking about that for quite a number of months. A pullback could well occur. However, it doesn't signal the end of the expansionary phase of the cycle. And that's what's really important to focus on. So buying the dip would, would be how we would play this. And especially if you're underweight risk-based assets in your asset allocation and not selling ahead of the dip fearing we are at the end of the cycle. So some segments of equity markets do appear overvalued. I'm not dismissing that at all. But equities nevertheless represent clear value over at fixed income, especially on a yield perspective. So in the 146 year history of the ASX, 80.1% of the time the market rises. One in five on average, the market declines. So as one pundit noted recently, volatility is is the price you pay for a seat at the table. So the aspect that's different in this cycle though, is this is really fast. Just think an average cycle is seven years. This is a very fast cycle. We believe we've only entered mid-cycle. It has been and will continue to be faster than previous cycles. So don't prejudge and stick to a disciplined asset allocation. I'm Will Hamilton. If you've got any queries, please don't hesitate to contact either myself or John Green, Kane Barano or Michael Turner. Our phone number is Melbourne 92758888. Thank you and have a great day. 